0: To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Disneyland is your land. Hi, I'm Olivia, and I love Disney. I love walking into the park and going through the tunnel and feeling the magic wash over me. You all know what I'm talking about. I love the smells, the sights, the sounds, and the overwhelming nostalgic feeling I get every time I'm there. I guess you could say I'm a proud Disney adult. Every week, I'll chat about ways to make your next Disney vacation the best it can be, I'll talk to Imagineers who have made dreams become reality, and I'll shed light on all of the ways the Disney company has risked it all to get to where they are today. I firmly believe that dreams do come true by working hard, never giving up, and of course, wishing upon a star. So let's sit down on a bench, look to our left at Walt's lamp in the window, and become proud Disney adults. Hello and welcome to the show. I'm Olivia. I'm your proud Disney adult. If the quality of the podcast sounds a little bit different, I mean, I know I haven't been doing this very long, but I am a stickler. For good audio quality, um, I have been having a little bit of technical difficulties with my super nice, fancy, awesome equipment. Um, so I am going super old school actually with a microphone that I started with like four years ago. It's this really funny, tiny little handheld microphone that I put another microphone into. Um, so I'm hoping it's working, but if it doesn't sound as good or, you know, whatever, staticky that is why. Um, I am coming off of the back of a very busy weekend. I typically like to take Sundays off, um, but my boyfriend Arturo, he's a director, and so I was on set pretty much all weekend. I do a lot of like behind the scenes. I'll do photos, kind of help out where I can be supportive, but he had one of the biggest commercials that he has done so far in his career. So it was very exciting, but it was like a 14 hour work day. And all I could think about is, oh my gosh, this is actually how hard it is to make movies. And it's so um, time consuming, every single shot. So if anything, it gives me even more admiration for Disney, what they do, Disney movies. I can't even imagine Marvel movies um so anyway (laughs) welcome to the show if I sound tired that's why if it sounds weird the equipment's not working but you know what What we're going to talk about on the show a lot is just pushing through things even when it's difficult. And to be very honest, I did not want to do this podcast today because nothing was seeming to go my way. Plus, I am deliriously tired, but I thought, you know what? You know what always puts me in a good mood is talking about Disney and everything going on. So you know what? We're here and I hope you guys enjoy the show. With all of that being said, I thought I would take some time to read a review of the week which is so fun. If you haven't yet and you're listening, if you want to rate and review, leave me a five-star review. That would be amazing. Tell me what tips helped you or honestly, if you're just like at work and you're listening to this Disney podcast to feel like you're there, that's what I do a lot with other Disney podcasts, whatever it is. If it has helped you or inspired you or maybe you're going to Disney for the first time, whatever it is, Um, rate and review below. It's super easy. You just hit the five stars. You write something really quick. And you know what? If you don't want to write something, just leave me some stars. I mean, that would be great. It keeps me going and it really helps um, to make this podcast grow. But one of um, my new reviews says, Um, this is from kids eight, uh, the freshest perspective on Disney. In my opinion, Olivia is well-spoken, super rational and funny, but also obsessed with Disney, which makes for the most interesting angle on all things, Disney. She gives insight and tips in a way that hasn't been done before. Um. Yes, she covers the magic, but she also dives into the hard work and creative intelligent it took to make it all happen. Um. Obviously, that's so sweet. It's kind of funny reading those because I'm like, am I just like patting myself on the back, you know, tooting my own horn? Um. It is really fun to see the reviews come in just so that I can see, oh, the stuff I'm doing is actually helping you guys because that is the goal of this podcast is to help and inspire. So um. anyway, okay. So if I didn't mention today on the show, I am talking about how to do Disney in one day. Um, this is something that I just did recently in October and I believe it is going to be something I'm doing more of because we do a lot of work in California and there isn't a ton of time to do multiple days. Um, so sometimes we'll just do kind of a one-off day in the park. Um, But I feel like it's really easy to get distracted and not be able to accomplish everything you want to in a day. So I'm going to go in depth of doing that. And I believe I'm going to be splitting this into two episodes because I think I could talk for a very long time about what to do. So I kind of want to split it up into Disneyland and California Adventure. But before we get to that, let's get into Disneyland news of the week. Um, you guys like my newscaster voice, I'll start perfecting it over time. Okay, so Disneyland news. There isn't a ton, um, but unfortunately... Um the biggest news that I was able to find is something actually very sad. So if you guys are in the Disney bubble and you are googling Disneyland news, um this is kind of the number one thing. So if you are listening to this and you've kiddos in the car, you might want to forward just um a little bit here a couple minutes. Um unfortunately, the biggest piece of news that I was finding is that um somebody committed suicide in Disneyland this week. Um he jumped off of the uh, Mickey and Friends parking garage. So there's a lot more to that and you can read more of that story online. I don't want to talk about it too much, but um, definitely I think All of us are, you know, thinking of his family and whatever he's going through. And, you know, I obviously have no idea who this person is, but they were obviously dealing with a lot. So um, that unfortunately did happen in Disneyland this week. And that is the headlining news, which is very sad. Um, But, you know, to move on to some other things that have come out this week, if you are a California resident, you can get a special pass for three days during weekdays. So not on weekends for a really good rate. Um, It's only for a limited time. So if you are in California, I would hop on that. I think that's very cool. They're kind of starting to do more deals again, which is I think what we need. Um, We have an official date for Splash Mountain closing, which is crazy. It's literally already next month. Um, So Splash Mountain will be closing on January 23rd, 2023 um, to make make way for Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Um, You know, that name really rolls off the tongue. Um, it, you know, it's it's really easy to say. It's it's almost as easy to say as Splash Mountain, um, which by the way, I mean, what are we going to do with, you know, how everyone talks about like their shirts and mugs that says like, which mountain will you conquer? Like is Splash Mountain not going to be a mountain anymore. Um, that's very confusing. Like why couldn't they have kept mountain in the title? I think they should have. <laughs> um, you can also see some of the concept art on Disneyland. Instagram or, you know, Googling it. Um, to be honest, the concept art uh, just looks like Splash Mountain, but for uh, Princess and the Frog, um, I'm sure they're going to do an amazing job. Obviously, Disney always kills it when it comes to new rides and stuff. I am just like it's going to be very interesting to see what it is. Um I will say Splash Mountain is very nostalgic for me. I think it is for a lot of people, but I also totally understand and agree with this need for change and I think we're ready for a change. I mean, it's definitely been in need of refurbishment for a long time. Half of the animatronics don't work anymore. I mean, they're so loud like the plastic clinking on each other. Um when you go on Rise of the Resistance and then Splash Mountain back to back, you're kind Kind of like oof, this actually does um, need a little bit of a touch up, but I understand why they wouldn't touch it up if they're just gonna go in and make a new ride. So it's gonna be sad for the length of time that it's closed. I mean, it's gonna be so weird going to Disneyland and not going on Splash Mountain like ever again. You know, that is very strange. That that's something that kids won't even know they're gonna have a whole new ride, which I'm still going to go and say that they should really change the name, but. <laughs> I don't even I can't even imagine being like, all right, guys, come on, let's go. Let's go hit Tiana's, you know you always like shorten it to Splash or like let's go to Thunder, but instead we're, you know, going to Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Um but anyway, so if you really want to ride Splash Mountain, you better get there before January 23rd. Oh my gosh, what if it would be so crazy to be the last ride? Maybe I need to plan to go on the 23rd and wait. I bet the lines are going to be so long for that ride. Wow, what an end of an era. That actually is really sad. It would be almost like if they closed Pirates pirates which by the way pirates needs a major rehaul but we're not going to get into that um so right now a couple things speculation wise rumor rumors uh i wanted to say that three times but i said it twice and it sounded weirder that i said it twice um but there is a rumor that they are bringing back the paint the night electrical parade or bringing it back starting one i know there's obviously an electrical parade which they kept it okay this is my thing with disney So they bring back the electrical parade, which is like the most iconic, beautiful, most amazing parade ever. I've always wanted to see it. They bring it back. And then for some reason, it's only there for a few months. I'm like, how does this give anybody an opportunity to actually go see the electrical parade? And then it's just gone. I'm like, is this really hard to upkeep? Like, what is going on? Can we have this all the time forever? (laughs) But anyway, That is a rumor. And I would love to see an electrical parade for longer than five minutes. Not the parade being long, but like the parade being back you know, sarcasm. Um, the other rumor is that Baymax will fly over the castle during some fireworks. I don't know what that rumor is, but it's kind of like seeing like the Michelin man fly over the castle. Um, like a giant marshmallow. I also think that's hilarious and I'm here for it. Um, Indiana Jones is finally getting the refurbishment we have all been begging for. I don't know if you've been to Disneyland in the last year, but holy cow. Indiana Jones is freaking rough right now. I mean, I'm not going to say it's not awesome. The queue is amazing, everything about it. We know it's so classic, but like, they really need to update this ride because when we were there... The boulder didn't work, which, like, isn't that the entire point of the ride? Um, Indiana Jones was stuck. Like, he wasn't even moving. Like, you know how he's on the rope swinging above you? He was, like, not talking or anything. Um, Also, it shut down the day that we were there and everybody was saying that Indiana Jones, I'm pretty sure he didn't come out in one of them. The rock didn't work. The snake hasn't been working for a long time. You know how it would, like, move forward. Also, they need a way different snake because that thing looks terrible. Also just like the the video at the beginning of the ride like that thing has been there for forever. Can we get an update on that? I I'm not trying to sound picky here like one of I get it. There is something nostalgic about Disneyland. Like certain rides where you're like, "I'm actually okay that these are older," but it is really hard when you go to Disneyland with somebody for the first time like we did this last time and you go with them on Pirates and you're like, "This ride's so fun," but it's like oh my gosh, this actually needs so much work and so much help. And then it's the same with Indiana Jones. You're like, oh, I recommended this ride and it's struggling and I get it. If you close a ride down for a long period of time, there's a lot of people who can't go on it. So I know they have to be very strategic. And I also know that there are people that are like Pirates of the Caribbean is my favorite ride. But again, to be really honest, like when you go on Rise of the Resistance or Guardians of the Galaxy or honestly, even S- Space Mountain, it's not like that ever really needs. I mean, the queue definitely needs some help. That is looking 90, all, all the 90s, you know, Um, but like there are certain rides where you go this looks like it's been here since the 60s and some of them have. Of course, they're updated over time, but I am always on the boat of what Walt always wanted, which was, you know, keeping things moving forward, always progressing and never having it be a museum. Of course, I never want them to take out, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean or whatever or, uh, you know, Indiana Jones, but they have the ability to update these things. So, I'm happy that Indiana Jones is going down for a while but I really hope they don't just like refurbish but I hope they like fix a lot of things like change a lot of things you know um, the last bit of news is the lunar New year um, the dates were just released from January 20th through February 15th um, I've actually never been to this but this sounds really cool so hey if you're planning to go to Splash Mountain before the 23rd try to get there on the 20th go on your last ride in Splash Mountain enjoy the new year, uh, the lunar new year. So they have awesome traditions from the Chinese, Korean, and Vietnamese cultures. Um, And it's going to be celebrating the year of the rabbit and the year of the cat. Um, And there's going to be a Mulan processional and um, also a food and wine festival. So it sounds like it's just going to be really cool. I saw some of the photos. If you want to go look, that's going to be very awesome. Um, Okay, let's get started on the topic for the day, which is how to do Disney in a day. Now this is obviously a hundred percent opinion based. This is the way I like to do it. But if you've never been to Disney or you have and you've never done it in a day or whatever it is, or maybe you've done it in a day and you actually have tips for me, please DM me on Proud Disney Adult on Instagram or you can find me on TikTok. Um but I would love to hear those. Um and then also I want to say because this is, you know, the proud Disney adult, a lot of what I'm saying is based off of if you are an adult going with other adults. I'm not saying you can't do the do my tips for kids because you 100% can. I just don't have kids, so I don't really like to speak on the best way to do things because I know it can be a lot more slow moving when you have children or you need to pri- prioritize the things that they're wanting to do. So that's just kind of my precursor, but definitely take these tips, use them, let me know what you think. So I talked a lot on um, my How to Save Money in Disneyland episodes about uh, like prepping. I think prepping is very important. Unfortunately, Disney is not really a park you can just go to anymore. Like Disneyland's not just something you like, oh, let's go do this today. I mean, not I mean, especially because like the park reservation system, you can't do that. You can't buy tickets in the park day of anymore. I mean, you can buy them in the park, but like you can't go into the park unless you have a park reservation. So it does take a lot of planning. Um, so one thing I know that has helped me, I'm always kind of the person who's doing the planning when I'm going with my boyfriend or if we have friends. And I really like the planning for Disney because it kind of feels like your vacation is already starting even if it is for a day it's you know a fun trip and you are able to just sit down and think of all of the things that you're going to be doing and that way you can be really strategic and in your list my biggest tip for you would be ta- would be writing down non-negotiables for your day and then writing down things that are like if you left the park and didn't do these things this is why you would be bummed and if you're going to be bummed by not doing these things definitely make them a priority. And then within all of those, be like, okay, these are some rides I would like to do, but you know, it's okay if we don't, but if we get to do them, that's awesome. And then if you're like, hey, I really, really want to see this show and this parade, and I want to go to this restaurant, write all that stuff down. Now it's gonna be a you know, there's gonna be a possibility that maybe you're not able to do every single thing because you only have one day. But if you write down those non-negotiables or the things that you would be sad not doing, then you are gonna be able to accomplish that and feel really good about your trip after. Cause honestly, there's nothing nothing worse. Like I don't know about you guys if you've been to Disney or not, but like there have been trips where I actually didn't have a good time. And it's not that there weren't magical moments within going to Disney, but if you don't plan and prep and And really know what you're getting yourself into you can actually have a miserable time and I think that's also why a lot of people don't like Disneyland because they'll say you know well I went for one day in the summer when I was in high school and it's like you know I went on two rides it's like that's from a lack of education and understanding and preparation beforehand so after you've made your list try to narrow that try to narrow it down as much as possible get in those ones that you really want to do and then after that, be like, these ones would be really great. And then that way, you know, in your head, this is what I can do. And then within the list too, because you've already made a park reservation at this point, you'll know what park you're starting with. We usually start in Disneyland because there's just something about seeing the castle in the morning and just like breathing that main street air right when you wake up. That's so magical. Um So, we typically start in Disneyland. I would actually recommend that if you've never been. I feel like you kind of get the nostalgia and everything that you need to get from Disney if you do start in Disneyland. But if you start in California Adventure, that's fine. Today, I'm going to talk about Disneyland though. So, you might have to, you know, flip them around if you are actually planning a trip. If you know that you're starting in Disneyland obviously the best thing that you can do is go on the Disneyland app. So if you don't have that app yet, you need to download the Disneyland app and get familiar with it. Click around, obviously create an account, set up your wallet because you're going to have to mobile order everything. That is one thing that is very important when you're getting um, quick service food. So anything in the park that's a snack or you're taking it on the go, not sit down, you're going to be mobile ordering. So you're going to need your wallet in your phone it's make it very easy. You just double click in the app, you get your snacks, blah, blah, blah. So with that, you're going to need to look at the agenda. So I can actually walk you through this. So if you're on your Disneyland app and you know, let's say that you're going next week. Um, So on the homepage, when you log in, you'll be able to use face ID so it's really quick, especially the day of the park, you're not gonna have to be putting your password in. If you scroll down on that main page, you'll be able to go to, you'll see a little castle and a little Ferris wheel and that shows what time they're open. So for example, today, they're open from eight a.m. to twelve a.m. and then California Adventures open from eight a.m. to ten p.m. and then you can also click on today's show times, which is really nice. And so then you can go through and you can see oh they have the fireworks at nine thirty, they have Fantasmic, um oh look yeah they have the Lunar New Year, they have World of Color, so you can see all of it. Um, but if you want to go in, um and you want to see the day that, you know, obviously not today, you can click on the little date where like this date says Monday the 5th. You can click on that. A calendar will open up and let's say you're going on the 22nd. You can click the 22nd. It'll show you the times of the park, early entry, when park hopper is available, all of that stuff. And then it also is showing you what is down for refurbishment, which is really, really awesome. So if you go ahead and do that, then you'll be able to go in and you can see everything that you need to know. Um, And then that way, too if you have certain shows that you're wanting to see you will be able to write that down and also strategically go on rides around those times. I know that really helped us when we wanted to see World of Color because we were going to Lamplight Lounge which is right on the lake right there and so we were able to kind of strategically do rides and plan things around dinner and World of Color. Okay so with that now you know what time you need to get there. But before that, night before, this is what I would do especially if you're going for a day. This is my perspective. If you are spending this much money to go to a theme park for a day, I say you rally the whole time. We joke around we joke around about this with our friend Bryce that we go to Disneyland with. Hi Bryce if you're listening. But we always say that we're like how can we accomplish Disneyland? Like how can we do Disneyland to the point where we're like all right, let's actually just get this done and it's like our job like what can we get done in one like just single day in Disneyland it's of course a joke but it's also really fun to just be like oh my gosh can we actually do this if we plan properly I think that we can so The day before, obviously, prep what you're going to wear. Prep some good shoes, okay? This is very important. If your feet hurt when you're in Disneyland, you're going to be miserable. Um, Pack your bag that you're going to be bringing. I always bring an extra phone charger. This is very important. Bring an extra phone charger, if not two of them, for other people in your party with a couple extra. Um, I almost said lightning lane. (laughs) lightning cables. Um, If you do forget your charger you can get them in the park for like the low low price of $30 or something stupid. So try to get those if you forgot them or something run to a grocery store get a couple of portable chargers make sure those are all ready to go charged up I always put band-aids in my bag just in case that I need them for my heels or whatever because I feel like every pair of shoes I have give me blisters. I think every girl knows what I'm talking about. Um, An ex- extra pair of socks if you need them and then a sweatshirt, you know, if you're going in times where it is colder. We typically go in times it's cooler because I am not a fan of hot weather. I'm very, very sensitive to heat, so it's not fun for me to go. So I will always plan to bring a sweatshirt or even a coat. You can bring extra stuff because the best thing you can do is get a locker, but I'll get to that. So make sure all of that is prepped. Then I would make a lunch. You can go back to hear what I pack in my lunch. In my How to Save Money in Disneyland episode part one, I talk more about why packing a lunch is so great. Not only it saves you money, but it saves you a lot of time. Um, So pack your lunch, have it all ready. Now, my best advice for you is to rope drop. I will tell you that I have never successfully rope dropped because we always stay off property. If you are staying on property, it will be so easy for you to walk from the Disneyland Hotel or Grand Californian right into the park. Um, it is kind of difficult to rope drop for me because, I mean, you are having to get up at like 5 in the morning, honestly, to be able to get there because rope dropping doesn't just mean that you get there, let's say, at 8 a.m., if that's the time that the park opens, the day that you're going, you have to get there in enough time to like stand in line for the park to open. And there are already people in line. So I think they say you try to get there 45 minutes before. That means you're getting there around 7.15. So let's say you're staying off property and you're Ubering. That's another 20 minutes. You're getting up and packing everything up and you're getting ready for the day. I mean, you're looking at a very early uh, call time, if you will. But hey, if you do it, that's awesome. Like I said, we usually get there around eight, like when the park is opening. So we are kind of missing that official rope drop, but it is kind of my goal to make that happen the next time we go. It is hard when we were with other people as well, and all of a sudden things are coming up in the morning. But if you're again, if you're staying on property, like I think that's awesome. So um, you're gonna want to make sure you have that already, and you know, just know when you get there. Well, my tip is to take an Uber. You don't have to deal with parking, taking the tram or any of that. I also saw a tip from somebody on TikTok. They said you can take the bus if you're in Anaheim. It's like a couple dollars. So there's a lot of things that you can do. Try to avoid the parking and the tram thing. That's what we did last time. I think when we got to the park on one day, it was so busy. It took us like over an hour to get from parking on the trams into the park through security and everything. And that's just a bummer to have, you know, a solid chunk of your day taken up just like waiting to get into the park. So Uber in, know you're going to go through security. If you are going for one day, they are going to scan you in by taking your photo. So that just takes a little bit of time. And then once you're in, I say, let's, you know, you get to Rise of the Resistance. That's my best advice for you. Not only are you going to save money by not having to pay the individual Lightning Lane price, um, but you are going to be able to stand in line. First of all, Galaxy's Edge in the morning is so fun. It is like kind of magical in those morning hours and the queue is very fun. I al- and I always notice too, and I they do this for a reason. The wait times are always longer than what they or sorry, the wait times are shorter than what they say. A lot of times I see that they'll say, you know, an hour and a half wait. When we got there in the morning, it was an hour and a half wait, but we only waited for about forty minutes. Um, and like I said, it's very engaging and it's a fun queue to stand in. So with that. Because I don't want to get into the nitty-gritty of exactly what rides we're doing back-to-back-to-back because that's really extensive. What I will say is trying to get the big rides done or at least locked in on Lightning Lanes as quickly as possible. If you are doing Disney in a day, I would say getting Genie Plus slash Lightning Lanes is pretty like like you kind of have to. It's pretty non-negotiable at that point. I know it's $25 a person, but it is really worth it because if you weigh out the options, you're paying you know X amount of dollars to go to the park for a day. And if you're not willing to pay another $25, you're going to miss out on a ton of rides, which means you're wasting a lot more money than just $25. So I would just try to budget that into what you're doing. It really is worth it. You know, if you want to save even extra money and you don't want to pay for the individual lightning lanes, and if you don't know what that is, that's an extra cost on to what you're already paying for Genie Plus. So that is extra money. Um, And I understand if you don't want to do it, the rides that are an individual lightning lane are um, Rides of the Resistance, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and um, Radiator Springs Racers that is subject to change though. I know the pricing changes and I know the rides change that they are doing. So with that being said, lightning lanes is, um, you know, a pretty important thing to get if you're wanting to do Disney in a day. Um, so <clears throat> with that, um, you can get a new lightning lane every two hours or every time you redeem one of your lightning lanes. So if you are this is what I would do. I would get to Rise of the Resistance, you know if as a ride your that is on your list that you want to go on, which by the way, it should be especially if you've never been. Right when you get there, maybe even while you're running to get to the ride, I would go ahead, get on your app and I would start and I would reserve the next ride you want to go on. Now, you cannot use Lightning Lanes until you're in the park. So just be aware of that. Um, Obviously all of these things are different for Disney World but I'm speaking just on Disneyland. Um, So as you're running or while you get in line maybe it's a little bit safer, um, get your Lightning Lane for your next ride. Now, the bigger the ride, the further out the wait time is, but sometimes there's a glitch and if you keep refreshing, you can get an earlier time. Um, And again, this will help too if you're more familiar with the app. Maybe you want to go on the Millennium Falcon ride because you're already in Galaxy's Edge. Whichever ride you want to go on, I would get your lightning lane for that. And then just know you have two hours or until you redeem it. So try to get one that is closest to the time you're at. So if you're already at 8 a.m. in the park and you see, cool, there's a 10 a.m. lightning lane for Space Mountain. Well, that's great because you're going to be waiting in line for the rise of the resistance. By the time you get off and walk to Space Mountain, you'll be able to get there. Now, you can't redeem it until your time. That is very important to know. They will not let you do it, even if you're there, you know, 10 minutes, five minutes before you have to wait because it won't even be available on your app. But just try to factor that in and also give yourself time, you know. I'm not saying you need to go into the park and be like, oh, this is like I'm going to, not even be having fun because I'm just running from from ride to ride. Um, but I know for me, that's what we did. We got Space Mountain right after Rise of the Resistance. And what the then what you can do is you can kind of do the park systematically after you get the big rides done. So then let's say you want to do Indiana Jones. I know it sounds like you're kind of popping back and forth, which you are, but I think my best advice for you is getting the big rides done at the beginning and then starting to do the rides that are around there. And then that way you can try to do the big rides again if you're wanting to do them a second time. If you can get all the rides done at the very beginning of the day, then there's not as much pressure to get those in by the time you want to go park hop over to California Adventure. Um, A lot of times the the park hopping time is between 1 and 2 p.m. So you're kind of looking between 8 a.m. and 1 p.m. to be able to get in a solid chunk of what you're wanting to do in Disneyland. And then once you go over to California Adventure, what's nice is then you have two more hours once that park closes over in Disneyland. You can leave your stuff in the locker, all of it, because California Adventure closes at 10. Disneyland typically closes around midnight. So just know that in your head. You might be able to do a couple more rides when you come back because a lot of people are leaving as well. So you're going to be able to do more things. There's going to be less people over there and you can kind of enjoy those last hours in the park. Once you have done a lot of the big rides, keep In mind that you are still able to get a Lightning Lanes for California Adventure. So let's say you're coming up to one o'clock and you're like, you know what, let's eat. Let's try to get a Lightning Lanes for a little past two o'clock over in California Adventure. You can do that. So, you know, let's say you've done a lot of these big rides. You're like, okay, let's go get Pirates of the Caribbean while we're waiting in line. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to get a Lightning Lanes for the Incredicoaster. There's one at 2.30. Let's say you know, it's one o'clock at this point or whatever it is, you know, this is very like subjective to what's going on in your day. You can then be like, cool, I'm going to we're going to go eat lunch. Like let's say you packed a lunch. Lockers are on Main Street go grab your lunch, go eat at the castle, and then put everything back in the locker, head over to California Adventure. That way also you're carrying less things. I mean, you're paying $10 for the whole day um, to keep your coat and everything in there. And you can keep it in there because you are coming back to Disneyland after you do California Adventure at like 10 PM or whatever. One thing to know is bringing your sweatshirt with you if it is a very cold day because that did happen to us. I realized, shoot, I don't have my jacket and it got very cold and my stuff was all all the way on, you know, uh, the other side of the park in Disneyland. So there are little things like that that you can remember. You can just tie it around your waist, you know, like a proper Disney adult. Um, So with all that, um, I would say that um being kind of systematic you know let's say we're still over in Disneyland we've done a lot of the big rides doing things like that is going to be very helpful if you do things you know section by section so let's say splash mountain you guys just got done with that and you're like okay I really want to go on pirates well great it's over in new orleans square let's go do pirates and then let's say you're like you know what? I have been wanting a snack. I've been wanting a Dole Whip. Perfect. That's right over there as well. Okay, cool. While we're eating Dole Whip, let's go stand in line for Indiana Jones. You know, that sounds really good. It's kind of like killing two birds with one stone all day. Trying to figure out like at one point, I know the... the, Uh, last year when I went with our friend, we ate lunch in line waiting for Space Mountain. So there are things that you can do. Like You don't have to sit down and eat lunch. In fact, I would advise you don't if you're trying to do Disneyland in a day. I would just try to sit down for dinner. So you know, maybe you want to grab your lunch and go wait an hour to go on Rise of the Resistance again, or honestly like three hours, but you know what I mean. Whatever you're wanting to do, bring stuff with you. If you're wanting to get snacks and maybe you want to sit down and enjoy the scenery, go for it. But while you're doing that, try to get a Lightning Lanes on your phone. So always try to be proactive throughout your day of things that you're wanting to do. And I know this sounds like a lot of work, but it really isn't when you get into the rhythm of things, um, because the more that you're able to be proactive in the park, the more stuff you're going to be able to get done and that's just far more exciting to be able to get all of that done because you're going to enjoy a lot more um And I would say that that's also the same for, you know, if you want to watch one of the parades. We don't typically watch the parades, but they're very cute and fun. So if you're wanting to watch one of those, also be strategic about like where you're planning. Try not to get boxed in. Maybe you want to watch a parade and then you're like, I really want to go hit this ride or I want to go over to California Adventure. Try to kind of stay to the back and have easy access to get to things. I also think that is really important. Like, Yes, if you want to get a good spot to watch, you know, if you have kids, I totally get that. Um, But it's also remembering like, hey, I can be doing multiple things at once and getting this stuff done. And it's really, it's still really fun. And again, for the millionth time, if you want to just freaking watch a parade and enjoy it, then I say do that. And that also is very fun. Um, So with all of that, My last tip, just for today's episode, because there are so many things, is, um, is listing out the things that you're wanting to get that doesn't have anything to do with rides. So if you are wanting to maybe get merch, I know for us, I always get one coffee mug and we get one pin every time we go. So if you're wanting to do that, try to think of the best time of day to do it and like the least busy timing. So maybe that's right after you eat lunch. You can hop into the one of the stores on Main Street and you can go get a mug and a pin. But one thing that is very helpful is if you are getting to Disneyland, you know, the day before, we go to Downtown Disney the night before. So that's also really fun. You can kind of start the magic before you're even in the park. So we will go to Downtown Disney and we'll kind of walk through, enjoy the atmosphere, and then we'll go into World of Disney. And if I want to get a mug, I will get a mug there. We'll get a pin that way we can take those souvenirs back to the hotel. We already have them there. Then you don't even have to worry about it day of. Now, one thing I have noticed is that World of Disney doesn't have as many things as I feel like people think that they do. Um, I have had a lot of luck on either Main Street or in California Adventure. I feel like there are, there are a lot of stores that I... I think they have different stuff. No, I know that they have different stuff. So, you know, one thing that you can do is kind of stopping to grab whatever souvenir you want on your way out. I know that's what we did at California Adventure. I stopped in the store really quick, grabbed a mug, grabbed a pin, and then that way we were going back to our lockers anyway and I could put everything in there. So I think that that is really important is just trying to figure out when and where you're wanting to do stuff because it can really be a time suck. Like you can go into a store, get lost in there, all of a sudden you're waiting in line. It's been an hour and you're like that's a whole hour out of my day when let's be really honest, a lot of this stuff you can get online, you can get on disney.com, just get other places as well. So just remember, you are paying a lot of money. So what's the priority to you? If the priority is going to see shows and parades and shopping around, then that's amazing. Try to do that as systematically as possible. But if your goal is to go on as many rides as you really want and to eat good food, try to plan those things out you know, around each other. Look at a Disney map before you go. You'll be able to know where things are. Um, And it's really fun. It's fun to learn about all this stuff in education. So I could keep going on and on. I hope those tips helped. Um, Next week, I will be talking about part two, going over to California Adventure and then finishing out your full day at Disney and my tips for California Adventure. Um, And I hope this helped you guys. So if you are going to Disney for a day and any of this stuff helped, or maybe you want clarification or advice or thoughts on any of this stuff, just let me know because obviously I love to talk about it. Um, And if these things did help you, like I said, um, rate and review below. It literally means so much to me and it will help my show grow and help other people plan their Disney vacations and you can find me um at the proud Disney adult on Instagram and the proud Disney adult on TikTok and I think that's everything so thank you so much for listening guys and as always I'm Olivia I'm your proud Disney adult and I hope I gave your day a little bit more magic I will see you guys next Tuesday